Good morning, Captain Suba here, and I pray you've had a wonderful week. I'm here to toss out a weekly lifeline in these rough waters of life. Well, it's Tuesday morning again, and we've kind of gone through some unscheduled podcasts the past few weeks, but we're back on track now, and the daily issue that so many people seem to have trouble with is identity. Who are we? Why are we here? Well, let's talk about that today. Um, you know, uh, I hear it all the time. You know, so many people having so many issues with who they are, you know, and kind of it's kind of like um, last week uh, in my little rant, uh, the little girl didn't know who she was, so she began to identify as a cat. Why do we have such a hard time with identity? Um, Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Jeremiah 1, 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. God tells us who we are. Now, the problem, I think, is not in knowing who we are, but where we are in life. Now, again, these are my opinions. I am not a Bible scholar, a preacher. I'm just a regular old Joe, and you can disagree with me, and that's fine. But I seem to see, and see if you don't agree with me here, that most people fall into one of three buckets. They're faithful followers of Jesus, believe what the Bible says, and attempt every day to do as the Bible instructs. That's bucket one. Bucket two are the tire kickers. They're the ones that want to be seen going to church occasionally, want to, you know, make off-the-hand statements like I'll pray for you or, or things like that, and they probably mean it. But they really don't take the next step and become true followers of Christ. They want to have one foot in the real world and one foot in God's kingdom. And you know a lot of those, too. And then they're the non-believers. Now, I'm going to ask you this question, and you answer it for yourself, because I know what I see day to day. When you run into somebody who has a so-called identity crisis, which bucket do you find them in? Now, think about that. Which bucket do you find them in? Well... The person who shot and killed 
several people in Nashville recently from everything we've learned she wasn't in bucket one and from all we have heard on the news which you can't take as the gospel but at least what has been reported is she wasn't really even in bucket two she was clearly in bucket three and and take this this concept and run it through your mind when somebody has an identity crisis they're looking for something they're searching for something they're trying to fill a hole in their in their heart in their soul and they don't know who they are or what they're supposed to be and if i'm right and if most of those people fall into bucket three, the non-believers, does that not tell a very interesting story? Because I believe, and again, it's my belief, I'm entitled to my opinion, I'm not a psychiatrist, so this is not based on any survey or medical or psychological study. But common sense and my observations, and I'm soon to be 67 years old, so I've had a lot of observations, is that these confused, empty people that are having identity crisis as to who they are and why they're here are for the most part, if not the majority of them, if not all of them, are non-believers. That being said, there's an instant cure. There's an instant fix. There is a medicine they can take and solve all their problems. And that is the gospel. Opening up their hearts, filling that hole in their lives, filling that gap in their identity crisis and in their, their life with the hope and the promises of God. Now, to those of us who fall in bucket one, and for many of us who fall in bucket two, that makes a lot of sense. Because we've, if you're in bucket two, you've seen some of it, and you've felt a little of it. And if you're in bucket one, you've experienced it. So what does that tell us? To me, that's the reason I'm doing the podcast. I felt like that even though I don't have a million listeners, I don't even have 500. I, I don't have a big following. I don't have the budget or the means to promote this thing. And even if I did, I might not get any more followers because this isn't a professional podcast. But for those who do listen, I, number one, I appreciate it. And number two, I ask that you pass the word along because I'd like to have more. But I'm trying my best to let people know that they need to move up to the tire kicker bucket and try it and see if it's something that might help them. And if we can get them to the tire kicker bucket, then we work a little harder and ask God for help because God's the only one that can move you into bucket one. You know, we can do all we can do as the prophets and the foot soldiers but God has to bring you to salvation. God has to take that step for you. You and I can't do that. A preacher can't do that. We just lay out the groundwork 
have some testimonials, try to live a life that they want, and God does the rest. But we've got to get them in the bucket too first to where they're at least going to willing to check it out. That's our job. God takes over from there. But we have to pray and we have to do our part. But that's, that's the solution. And it's going to be virtually impossible for a non-believer to mo- take the first step into the tire kicker category without some prodding and some help. They will waller in their own identity crisis and, and emptiness for the rest of their life if they don't get a, a hand up, if they don't see something that they think is better, if they don't find something that they think can fill that hole in their heart. So my point today is that for those of us who are seeing this happen around us, the, our coworkers, our children, our, our fellow church members, when they're having an identity crisis and they don't know what they need to fill so they create a new identity or they, they become an animal or they, uh, you know what I'm talking about if you listen to last week's podcast. That's, a, that's an SOS. That is a flashing neon sign that we need to step in and help. You've got to do it the right way. You've got to pray for the words to say. You've got to do it. You can't just bulldoze them into it because that will send them in the other direction, I promise you. But if you pray and ask for his guidance, he'll put the right words in your mouth to begin to open up their hardened hearts or their empty hearts, and we want to push them into the tire kicker category and let God take over. Um, now that's my opinion. Um, but I just know that the four or five verses I'm going to post today, they identify our identity for us. They, God tells us what our identity is. He made us. He made us in his image. He made us each unique for unique activities and unique journeys that he wants us to go on. But we're all God's children, and we're all his foot soldiers. That's our identity. And we can't forget that, and we have to, as foot soldiers, march out into that wicked world that we live in, that crazy world. Excuse me, I didn't turn my phone off. I apologize for that, but I'm not going to start over. (laughs) Anyway, um, and we've got to do our job. So as you find these lost people, as you find these individuals who uh, need an identity crisis solved, get to work. Do your job. Get your friends to help you. Pray hard for those people individually. It'll be amazing the results you may, you may see right before your very eyes. So that's a daily issue that I think we all face, and that is my suggestion as to how to deal with it. Again, I apologize for the phone. I'll make sure I turn it off next week.
But until next time, may your skies be blue, may your seas be calm, may the wind always be on your stern. Captain Suba, out.